Rarely has mankind hesitated to eradicate the creatures that stand in the path of his conquest. If we find ritual extirpation undesirable, from another world, is it possible that our dark Greetings, ladies, gentlemen, government agents, people who still have cassette players built into their cars, and anybody who might be listening. This is Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind. I'm your host, Tasker, and we have, as usual, Nick. Uh, guess what? I have a, I have a secret for you. Oh, on the air? On the air. I'm going to just give it out to everybody, including you. Do you guys want to know what it is? I'm cur- I'm at the edge of my seat. I am not hungover today. I did not drink last night. Ah. Yeah, I you heard right. Yeah, heard right. I did not drink any alcohol last night, and I am not hungover today. Wow. I, yeah, I thought you seemed a little bit more chipper today. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I'm switching back to carnivore, as as you know, but the listeners don't know. I'm getting back on the carnivore diet, uh, and in the first few weeks, you got to be super strict, buddy. You know, it's true. So no alcohol. Um, I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a nice reprieve from the work week and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, it's it's good to you know not poison your body for the sake of pleasure. True, I will say I I miss being drunk a lot because every <laughs> Friday and Saturday I am drunk and it was very strange not doing so. Right, but it's nice to not be hungover while recording. Right, well, and they say, and that's half of the thing with alcohol itself. Um, especially if there's people out there who are looking to quit. Um, half of it is obviously the physical addiction to the substance, but also um, the ritual and the habit. That's that's also another huge part of it. Yeah, it was very strange sitting at home. Uh, I felt like a Mormon, right? I felt like, a, I felt like, <laughs> what is this what they do on weekends? Like, I don't, like, I just sat there with my thumb up my ass, like watching mm-hmm. TV and working on the outline uh, with no bourbon, rye, or vodka. So, wow. Well, you know, I'm sure your liver's happy. And um, yeah, how's how's your newfound clarity? Are you going to use it for the forces of good? Oh, hell no. Hell <laughs> no. <laughs> well, with today's upcoming topic, I'm sure the clarity might help because this is another We're doing kind of a big uh, third eye open kind of deal today, right? Oh, my God. Today's episode, I'm fucking excited for it. And I think just by the title, I think other people are going to be excited for it, too. It's going to be fucking awesome. I think uh, we hit the I think we hit the jackpot of of alien knowledge today. Oh, geez, because, yeah, we've had a am I wrong? Do we have like a striking lack of alien on the show lately? Lately? Yes. So, Mm. you know, we have to go back to our roots. Uh, It has been a while since we've talked about aliens. So why not do it in a big ass way? Right. (laughs) This will be be interesting. And you you promised me that. opinions will shift tensions will rise and um i don't know you, you were doing it all in an accent so it was really hard to understand yeah i was working on my drunken irish accent with you and it just <laughs> didn't, i don't think it conveyed the meaning well so yes there will be some uh opinions thrown out in this episode from i'm sure both of us mm-hmm. uh but it has to be done because we are learning uh, not to get too far ahead because we still have to do horoscopes but we are learning some stuff that might challenge previous knowledge about a certain alien species that we know about. Interesting. We're, we are all about challenging the norm here, right? Yeah. 
I mean, that's literally what our podcast foundation is. And that's what my foundation as a human being is. Because Tasker, I have another secret for you about challenging the norm. Do you want to know the secret? I do want to know the secret. I'm not wearing any panties. Oh, we all knew that. Every every time you record, and it's it's quite, and I will tell you all listening right now, it's always a journey whenever Nick go, gets up to go to the bathroom or do something. <laughs> it, I give you one of those, uh, what is that one movie um, where that chick like uncrosses her legs and crosses it again to seduce the guy who has a, a basic instinct? What is that movie? Oh, I, I don't know. That's what I, I, know I do. That's what I do to you every time I have to. Every time I have to shift your opinion on something, I give you a nice crotch shot. You know, <laughs> it's hard to keep it together. It's like it's like what they do in like professional theater productions, where um, and it's funny because they're professionals, but they will actually intentionally sabotage like and change the set on people to like fuck them up in the middle of, and they have to try to. But they're acting, so they have to keep a straight face the whole time. Like uh, I heard there was one where there's this guy supposed to run out of the door out of a door. So they put a big black wall right there because it's all dark back there. So when he runs to the door, he just smacks right into it and he had to play it off. It's awesome. kind of like that, except like, you know, on here, it's like, you know, Pornhub Plus. Yeah. And here you get HD an HD view of my nuts. It's true. And there's only so many times you could say, I like your cock, G, before, you know, the joke gets stale and now it's just balls in my face. Yeah, exactly. Before it's no longer a meme and it's just sexual assault. Yes. <laughs> it's not a gag anymore. It's just it's just harassment. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I am looking forward to today's episode. But, you know, the drill, homeboy, we got to do our horoscopes. Right. And we do it every day to see, um, you know, what, what the vibe is and how well we're going to handle our subject matter. So let's get to it. A, a, a buddy. Yeah, let's get let's just go ahead and get started with the horoscopes up there, buddy. Mm hmm. All right. Who should go first? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to go first today. All right. Let's hear it. You have a day of profound reflection ahead while you may be tempted to think about how far you've come. Your time would be better spent thinking about what the future holds. You've entered a period of rethinking your identity and objectives. These aren't small things. You will need every ounce of energy at your disposal to make it through this time of transition. Ah. So I guess now is a good time to tell you guys I am transitioning. <laughs> I was I was waiting for him like he's not going to do it. Yeah, he did it. All right. <laughs> um, my name is no longer Nick. I will. Uh, I would be pleased if you would now call me Sabrina. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you all thought I would pick Nicole, but that's that's uh, predictive and uh, unoriginal. So yeah. I am now Sabrina. Uh, mm-hmm. The teenage bitch is my middle name. <laughs> okay, that was shockingly inoffensive. Yes, because I am progressive, and I think that the trans uh, the trans community is our people, um, and except for when they run for office in California. Well, that's because that's a fucking um, a Jenner. Yes, yes, and they. Yeah, I'm sorry. No matter what form you take, if you're a Jenner, you're not good for anybody. No. Anyways, yeah, we're going back into politics again. I thought we had a <laughs> we had an agreement. We were we were going to limit that. Okay, so yeah. Uh, long story short, I'm transitioning. Um, so you know, I'm brave, and let's mm-hmm. uh, go on to my stars. So my stars has a little blushy, happy face emoji. Nice. Uh, which is count. Contradictive to my stars. So my sex is a three out of five. My vibe is a three out of five. 
Uh, success is a three out of five and my hustle is a two out of five. So all across the board, I'm pretty average to slightly below average. Just like my sounds dirt. like <laughs> I was going to say, sounds like a first weekend off of drinking. Uh, yeah, feels all feels great and awful at the same time. But hey, yeah. enough about me, man. What What's your what's your uh, stars telling you today? Um, it's an excellent day, but be careful not to go overboard. You might be tempted to think that minor financial difficulties are already behind you again with the okay. Alas, they are not. What you do today provides the blueprint for your future. Continued efforts to stabilize your behavior will provide the future security you desire. So was it not last week it told me to like not worry about my money because everything's all good? And now they're telling me to worry about it? Yes, but in in the star's defense, man, there was a minor, there is a potential minor financial setback for you that we just discovered. What? Your speakers. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So maybe they're true. right. I don't know, but they they did say minor, right? So it's not yeah. like you're losing your house or anything. But they're like, hey, man, you know, this might come up. Yeah, uh, for the people off the air, um, my uh, my Bose speakers, which were amazing, just cut out today, and I only had them for like a month and a half. Uh, pretty mad about that, but um, we'll see. I mean, dude, see, some of that makes me think it's like a conspiracy because I've had these for like well over a month. So sometimes I wonder if like companies makes things that are like distinctly supposed to break right when the warranty runs out on purpose. I mean, it's not far. I I mean, it's not a far stretch of the imagination that that happens. If there is a such thing as uh, planned uh, obsolete, what's the term planned obsolence where they like, you know, like Apple. Apple did that shit, you know, and they got yeah. caught. And I mean, so it's not a far stretch of the imagination that perhaps some companies are under the radar just literally having them break right after the warranty. So you buy a new one. Yeah. Where it's like the minute you plug it in, it just like starts a countdown. And then once that like 45 day, 100 day period is over, it just like just zap. Yep. And maybe they got you, man. They kill switched it and they're like, oh, he's going to come buy another one. But don't do it, man. Get your money back, even if you have to hold up the place you got it from. <laughs> I'll get my money back right out of the register myself. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love that. Um, we'll we'll see how bad I need it. But in terms of stars, I got a little. He's got a. It's like a chill, happy face. It's not the eyes closed and a little smile, or he's I don't know, having a soft nut. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, he's getting blown under the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could be that too. <laughs> Sex is a three out of five. Hustle's a four out of five. Vibe is a three out of five. And success is a four out of five. So above average today, it seems like. Good for you, man. I'm happy for you. I'm not I'm not sour or 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 envious at all. Good good for you. <laughs> well, I have a Red Bull, so I don't know if that directly affects things, but it's yummy. Good. All right. You know what? Good for you, buddy. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're you're doing okay and the stars are looking after you while in the last couple episodes, the stars have been telling Nick to go fuck himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, and this time, I tried to do positive, and then you decided to disparage people actually going through transition, huh? No, I meant it as a positive thing. Right? <laughs> as an empowering thing? Yeah, it's empowering. Good for you. <laughs> you know, like if you think that you are something that you're not and you have the means, do it, man. I can't stop you. But look at the statistics first, all right? Mm-hmm. Well, just be really – well, okay. We're not getting into this. <laughs> That's not 
why we're here. And we don't have anybody. We have no authority to talk about this. So live your best life, everyone. We're being optimistic. Let's talk about aliens. Let's do <laughs> All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do this. All right. So welcome back, everybody. Uh, like I said, today's going to be super cool. It's going to be very insightful for a lot of reasons, even for me. Okay, I'm learning some new shit today. Um, so this is going to be a strict notebooks out, notes being taken, Cornell style kind of episode, including myself. Nick will be joining you in the note taking. Okay. Impressive. And thank you. And yes, Professor Tasker will be checking your notebooks to be sure that this was completed. So I need you to do two things. Um, one, make sure that you take your notes, and two, make sure that you leave your doors unlocked so he can get in to check them, okay? Um, because he will show up unannounced and break into your house to look at your notebook. Yeah, just make it easy for me, because, you know, I got a lot of places to hit in one night. Just, you know, if it's unlocked, just, you know, walk right in. Yeah, in and, out. and don't worry about it, all right? If you're sleeping, don't and don't put some clothes on, all right? No, 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 you'll be fine. <laughs> So look, <laughs> um, today we are going to be covering something known as the Lacerda files, okay? And the transcripts that we have, which compiled these files, are full of information about a certain extraterrestrial species who we talk about quite often on this, uh, on this, on this. Uh, I almost said channel, like his YouTube, <laughs> on, this, <laughs> on this podcast. Um, I don't know why I'm being mysterious about it. It's in the title, Reptilians. Okay. Mm. Now, more information. This is going to be more information than we could possibly want about this species. So, uh, without further ado, notebooks on the table, butt plugs firmly in butt. Okay, <laughs> and pocket protectors protecting. Right. Let's dive into this shit. Mm-hmm. Before we dive in, I got to say, um, I did watch Predator uh, for the first time in my entire life last weekend. Um, I totally get it. I totally understand why it's one of the greatest action films ever made. But I do got to point out, uh, there was this scene that I thought with, when this topic came up was uh, interesting with the, the way the, the, the lines that were used was how with the Predator, you know, obviously he's invisible he has a camouflage thing so you can't see him with like a vague like aura or whatever and at one point um i forget the line exactly but they're like oh yeah he was like camouflage like kind of like a lizard and then he's like the other guy dylan was just like lizards give me a break <laughs> you think <laughs> you think maybe that was like a clue of some sort like you know invisible lizards or something like that maybe were they pointing at something maybe this movie was a cry for help it very well could be, because as we know, at least for as far as we know, the um, reptilians have for a long time been in the in many powerful places, including the entertainment industry. So there's a very good chance that reptilians were involved in this movie like they are with a lot, whether it's some of the actors or if it's some of the producers or or anybody. Uh, so maybe that could have been a little bit of a cry for help and a hint to humanity. Yeah. Or maybe quite the opposite. It's maybe one of the only films that didn't have reptilians on set. So they managed to. But even then, they know that it had to make it through the censors, which were 100% reptilian run. So they had to be kind of covert about it. And I don't know. It was just something that kind of struck me as interesting. It's a, So I think it's fate that you watched that movie. And then we did this topic, honestly. As it always seems to happen with this show. Things just kind of seem to line up. Love it. Mm. So... 
guys, before we get into the meat and potatoes, before so the, the actual transcripts of this interview, we must first get some context and background information on the topic at hand. So let us dive in and begin. That's right, because some people might just be tuning in, and they might even be like, reptilians, you mean those lizards doing push-ups in my front lawn? Why should we care about that? Yes. Well, I'm not doing background on reptilians themselves because at this point, guys, if you're listening and I'm now, now I'm mad. Now I have to lecture you guys. Okay. We are 70 episodes in. Okay. If you don't understand what reptilians are and how we feel about them and how you should feel about them, I am, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Okay. (laughs) If you want, I could give them the in short. As, Give him somebody from the outside. Okay, I want you to do it because I'm I'm tired of of, of repeating myself and telling people <laughs> what they need to be afraid of. So you do it this time, right? Okay. So according to my uh, my notes here, um, okay, reptilians are a big uh, uh, murderous space lizards that uh, can shape shift and they're interdimensional. So that means um, they uh, the reason they can be anywhere at any time is because. If we're in the third dimension and we see them, they could just hop into the second or the fourth or whatever the fuck, and then hop back into the third, giving them almost like a teleporting ability. And um, they have high cheekbones and like cold blue eyes sometimes. Um, they uh, they've been living on the planet forever, and they want to. Uh, they haven't killed us off yet because they feed off of our negative energy. Um, they have dick pockets, and um, uh, eventually they're going to kill us all. Not bad. Not a bad Reader's Digest version. I'll give you that. So, I, I good job, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, if you guys want more information, we did have a two-parter episode on all this. Yes. And I mentioned them at least once an episode. So, listen yep. to all the episodes. <laughs> but the background information I will be giving about this episode is about the actual Lacerda files and how they came to be themselves right we're going to talk a little bit about the characters involved in our story today uh Mm. and and get a little bit into that and then we'll get into the actual transcripts which tasker and i will be reading okay this will be a performance today yeah oh man i'm glad um the weather's changing so like my throat's like getting to that that point where it's like you know reminiscent of like um like a long night of deep throating when you aren't good at it mm. so i'm glad we're doing this up ep- the, hu- the heavy reading episode now because i feel like i won't be able to tomorrow yeah this so me too and i'm glad i'm not hung over for this because this is going to be intense yes oh boy we're, we're finally going full on drama radio on this episode yeah yeah that's right so tune on in all right at mm. 8 p.m today we're going to be reading you all kinds of spooky tales from the all the grave <laughs> The Close Encounters Sci-Fi Broadcast Radio Program, coming to you at 3 p.m. every Wednesday. Check it out, but don't be too afraid. Tell your friends about it, and make sure that you buy a newspaper every day for a nickel. Support your local community centers. Dude, I would not mind at all to be reincarnated as like a radio host in like the 60s, or even earlier. That'd be awesome. I want to be a drama. I want to be a radio drama actor, man. That'd be awesome. It's the way to go. Uh, it's times times long gone, unfortunately, though. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. All right. So the aforementioned transcripts come from an interview between a man and a reptilian female. The reptilian told the man that her name was Lacerta, L-A-C-E-R-T-A. Not because that is her actual name, but because it was a name that he could comprehend. 
basically, we have uh, just learned from this here that reptilians and most likely other alien species have names that are incomprehensible to humans and what we would consider language, okay? And we will get into a little bit more detail from a, a question and answer on that specific question in the transcripts later. Oh, yeah, because the actual name is probably just a bunch of hisses and zapping. I, have you ever seen the videos of, like, the little, like, crocodiles, like, what they sound like when they're, like, babies? It's kind of like that, honestly. Yeah, and they and then and uh, she uh, Lacerda does try to give them a representation of what it could be like, and it kind of looks, sounds just like that. That's kind of adorable if it didn't like, you know, this thing didn't want to like wear our faces. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> now, let's learn a wee bit more about the man that I'm talking about. Right. The interviewer. His name is given as Ollie K. Now, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. It's spelled O-L-E as the first name, but he is Swedish. So I'm going to I'm going to say it's Ollie. I think that's that's fair. Okay. Anyway, this is the guy who interviewed Lacerta, and he did it twice. There was there are two separate interviews. There was one in 1999, and then there's one in 2000. But the story doesn't quite begin with Ollie right away. In fact, it goes back a year in the beginning of 1998. So in 1998, another Swedish man who was a friend of Ollie, uh, a man only given the name E F. Right, uh, it's uh, initials for something, uh, maybe mm. elephant, elephant fruit. I don't know. <laughs> a, a classic, classic uh, uh, screen name. <laughs> um, so EF, and he was hanging out in his remote cabin in Sweden, his remote cabin home, just vibing as you do. But as we all know, nothing really good ever comes out of hanging out in cabins. Okay, so I don't ever go to them. Right. It's either you get abducted by aliens like Whitley Strieber did uh, or you get a strange flesh eating disease like in cabin fever. OK, there's nothing right. good comes from cabins. Yeah. Or evil dead. You get possessed by a demon. Yes. Or just literally the whole skinwalker thing. Half that shit happens in um, cabins. Damn straight. So moral of the story, if you have a cabin, sell it. Just don't do it. Take your money and run. Just like the radio had said. <laughs> and Steve Miller band said that. Ah, oh, what do you know? Look at us. Bunch of music files, huh? Yeah. Showing how much we, uh, we, we belong in radio. Woo. So EF met a woman out at the cabin. And now, now there's no details on like, if she approached the cabin and was like, Hey, I need a place to stay. Or if they met some elsewhere and then went back to the cabin, I don't know. But what we do know is that he met a woman and they were at the cabin. Okay. Uh, she was a normal looking woman, uh, Caucasian brown hair, and they became friends. Although she was a bit strange to him on her fourth visit with him. However, she decided to reveal her true reptilian self to him. Remember, they are shapeshifters, so this was no, no hard task to do. And naturally, he was pretty freaked out, as, as I would be as well. Yeah, which is pretty bizarre that because reptilians are pretty covert. Like they, they try, they do not like, obviously, they exist, but like they really only reveal themselves if it's like time to negotiate or, you know, doing a plan so yeah and well and and she gives a slight explanation which i'll talk about in a second but um uh 
what she tried to do basically was calm him down with the whole we come in peace thing, uh, which is kind of a dumb thing to believe if you're talking to a reptilian, in my personal <laughs> opinion. Probably a smart call. But at this point, EF was calmed down enough to hear her out a little bit. Okay. And this is what Lacerda said to said uh, to him as far as the explanation of her visit and befriending him and eventual revealing herself to him, herself to him. Mm. Yeah, that's the right way. (laughs) Quote, I'm, I am curious. I am a curious student of the social behavior of your species. That is why I'm here and talk to you. That's why I have revealed my real nature. And now to you, that's why I give you all that secret information and why I will try to answer all the questions on your many sheets of paper. Honestly, I will see how you react, how others of your kind react. There are so many crazies and liars of your kind on this planet who claim to know the truth about us, about UFOs, about aliens, and so on. And some of you believe their lies. I'm interested to see how your species will react if you make the truth, which I will tell you now, public. I'm quite sure every one of you will refuse to believe my words, but I hope I'm wrong because you need to understand if you want to survive the coming years, unquote. Mm, Well, with what we know about reptilians, this seems like a sort of um, psychological, like, uh, I mean, obviously they're going to kill us anyways, and that's their plan, but... I don't know. They're trying to put a little psychology on us. See, like, I don't know. And I don't know if I'm going to believe. Well, we'll get into that. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, trust me, it's strange. It's very strange to hear a, a reptilian helping, right? Yeah. It seems kind of really out of character, but that could be, you know, as I say, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So <laughs> I think they're up to something. But there is something I need I need to point out right away before we get into the transcripts. I'm sure you all listening out there notice some of the grammatical errors um, and everything. Everything you're going to be hearing in today's episode, including that little excerpt, has been translated from Swedish and a little bit of German uh, to English by Chris. And I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Looks like Filer. Filer. Chris Filer. Who did the who translated the 1999 interview and a man named Doug Parrish who translated the 2000 interview? Um, so if there's some spelling or grammatical errors, it's just coming from translation because it was trans it was translated liter- literally by these two men. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we get those from. So just keep that um, keep that as a heads up. There will be some errors, but unless unless you, unless the listeners out there have recently jumped back a step or two in, in human evolution, I think they'll understand just fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, after we just got to make do with what we have and we wouldn't want to rob you of what was written, you know, like we could like try to edit it and make it, t- but like, you know, that's not the real deal. We want to give it to you raw. We're going to give it to you. So raw, dude. It's so <laughs> fucking raw. That's gonna, if we ever do a Patreon, that's like for the like 1000 a month <laughs> tier. You, we just go over and just have sex with no condom <laughs> on. <laughs> Once a month. Oh man. We just straight up have sex with you. <laughs> oh shit oh that would get us in a lot of trouble (laughs) (laughs) oh that would be funny but uh hard to do okay yeah (laughs) one thousand that's uh, you know could be could be more expensive i don't know i don't know how much you feel you're worth man 
not 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> Without the performance we have in bed, you get a collective minute of pleasure. Yeah. And that's if we tap out. <laughs> that's if we treat it like a tag team match in the WWE. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> not a bad idea, but... Well, no, it's a terrible idea. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. So so this little speech that Lacerda gave EF put his mind at ease, and he continued to be friends with uh, this reptilian, okay? Uh, now, let's fast forward to December 16th, 1999, a little bit over a year after meeting Lacerda. EF invited his friend Ollie over to the cabin to hang out and, of course, meet Lacerda in all of her reptilian glory. Um. Knowing full well what he was getting into, Ollie prepared to interview a real-life reptilian for public knowledge, which we will now get into. But, disclaimer, these transcripts are, I'm just going to say it, they're long as fuck, okay? Um, There are pages of them. Uh, The questions are short, but evidently reptilians like to give long answers, so I have cherry-picked some cool Q&As from the transcripts so we can get a real good idea of what the species is is really like, according to Lacerda, and what is really going on from their perspective in the universe. Um, there's no way that we could read all of them in one episode. So I just want to let you all know I cherry-picked them. This is definitely not, by any means, all of it. So without further delay, guys, I want you to enjoy our sultry, sensual voices. Well, actually, for with a little further delay, oh. why? Okay, if they wanted so bad for if reptilians wanted so bad for people to believe this, why would they choose like the least reputable source to like reveal it to? Um, because who said they were the least reputable source? They're just people. Like, wouldn't it be easier to just like go on TV and if they're so pissy about the people not knowing the truth, just hijacking everything or does that ruin their whole operation or what the fuck's up with that? My theory about this whole thing, if it's true, because I, I, we will get into this later, but my theory about this whole thing is Lacerda wanted to tell these people because they were just people, because I don't think she was technically allowed to be doing this shit, but she wanted somebody to know. Lacerda was off the books. I'm pretty sure this was. I'm pretty sure this was supposed to be off the books, um, because there's no, there's no way they could trace it back to her because, like the other reptilians, because she gave the name Lacerda, uh, you know. And yeah. but she wanted somebody to know, somebody who might actually get it out into the open. But I don't think she's supposed to be saying this shit. Thin ice, but I'll take it for today. All right, so. Uh, Tasker, why don't you start off by asking the first couple questions? I'll read the first couple answers, and then we'll switch off. All right. Sounds good. Okay. First of all, who are you and what are you? Are you an extraterrestrial species, or can your origin be found on this planet? As you can see with your own eyes, I'm not a human being like you. And to be honest, I'm no real mammal, despite my my partly mammal-like body features, which are a result of evolution. I'm a female reptile being belonging to a very old reptilian race. We are the native Terrans, and we live on that planet since millions of years. We are mentioned in your religious writings like your Christian Bible, and many of the ancient human tribes were aware of our presence and worshipped us as gods. For example, 
the Egyptians and the Inca and many other old tribes. Your Christian religion may have your Christian religion have un- misunderstood your our role and your creation. So we are mentioned as evil serpent in your writings. This is wrong. Your race was genetically engineered by aliens, and we were just the more or less passive visitors of this accelerated evolution process. You must know, some of your scientists have already supposed this, that your species had evolved in a naturally completely impossible speed within just two to three millions of years. This is absolutely impossible, because evolution is a much slower process if it's natural, but you have not understand this. Your creation was artificial and done by genetic engineering, but not by us, but by an alien species. If you ask me if I'm an extraterrestrial, I must answer no. We are native Terrans. We had and have some colonies in the solar system, but we originate on this planet. It's in fact our planet and not yours. It was never yours. Ah. That, didn't they say they were that is a okay as we continue this episode you will find that Lacerda is quite condescending mm. well yeah it's a giant aren't these things supposed to be like eight feet tall too yes but is she still in the form of a human when she's talking no she she's pretty much just full-on reptile at this point lovely well I feel like she's almost contradicting herself she's like oh we're just passing by but also we're right from here uh, I think she's ref- I think she might be referring to the actual evolution process, but oh, um, not like their physical visitation. Yeah, but but we are um, apparently not created by reptilians in her eyes. Apparently, we were created by a different alien species. Ah, just dropped on our planet. I thought you said reptilians came from Draconia, Draconia, whatever the fuck. We're you know what? Let's look at this as canon for now <laughs> throughout the episode, and I will get into my I will get into my discussion at the end of the episode because I have some oh, things fine. to say. Cool. All right, because they're sounding a lot like mole people, unless there's two separate races claiming to be reptilians. Well, but. we've talked about this before, though. There are indigenous reptilians. Remember, there are re- <laughs> there are indigenous reptilians, and the ones from Draco are like the um, they're like the uh, OP version. They're like the uh, they're like the Chad version, and then the what, the indigenous ones are like the working class. Fine, but but I still have some stuff to say. Um, you guys might be surprised by some of the shit I have to say at the end of this. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to give it away yet. Oh boy. Well, I'm interested, but, um, so are we going to do this? Uh, do you want, uh, me to do the answer and you do the question this time or keep it going? I can read one more answer and then we'll switch off. Okay. Sounds good. So then the next question asked to reptilian lady is, can you tell me your name? This is difficult because your human tongue is not able to pronounce it correctly, and a mispronunciation of our names is very offensive for some of my kind. Fuck. (laughs) Our language is very different from yours, but my name is, I will try to say it smoother by use of your human letters, something like... There's a lot of H's right there. With a very, very strong pronunciation of the sh and k sounds. We have no four names like you, but only a single but unique name which is divided and characterized by the way of speaking and which is given not to children who have an own, who have an own children name, but only in a special procedure 
in the adolescent age at the time of either religious or scientific quote-unquote enlightenment or awareness, as you would call it, I would appreciate it if you don't try to say my real name with your human tongue. Please call me Lacerda. This is the name I generally use when I'm among humans and talk with them. I have a feeling that last statement was a lie. She said it just to kind of put them at ease because, uh, yeah, if if, if uh, she's off the books, she doesn't want to be discovered. Yeah, I'm thinking my personal opinion about this passage is, yeah, I think she's just trying to cover her own ass so she doesn't get, you know, eaten or whatever. Yeah, I mean, normally I'd be like, this is bullshit, but like, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about a race that's cunning, that seems like a, a very strategically placed lie. I agree. All right, so let's switch it up. I'm going to ask the question. Uh, let's say the next two. I'll ask the question and you do the answer, okay? Okay, got it. Question. I've read your full statement, which you have given to EF about this, but can you give me now just a short answer? Are UFOs real flying objects piloted by extraterrestrials or do they belong to your species? Some observed UFOs, as you call them, belong to us, but most not. Most of the mysterious flying objects in the sky are not technological devices, but mainly misinterpretation of natural phenomena your scientists have not understood, like spontaneous plasma flares in the high atmosphere. Nevertheless, some UFOs are real craft belonging either to your own species, especially to your military, or to other alien species, or at least to us, but a minority of sighted craft belongs really to us because we are generally very careful with our movements in the atmosphere and we have special ways to hide our ships. If you need a report about a sighting of a metallic bright gray cigar-shaped cylindrical object with the length of, there are different types, let me say between 20 and 260 of your meters, and if this object has been make, has made a very deep humming sound, and if there were five bright light red lights on the metalish surface of the cigar, one at the top, one in the middle, one at the end, then it's likely that some one of you have seen one of our ships, and this means that it was either partly defect or that some one of us was not careful enough. We have also a very small fleet of disc-shaped craft, but such UFOs belong usually to an alien species. Triangular UFOs belong generally to your mil- your own military but they use foreign technology to build them. If you really want to try to see one of our craft, you should have a look at the skies over the Arctic, the Antarctic, and over inner Asia, especially over the mountains there. Interesting. Well, wow. I'm surprised that first and foremost, reptilian themselves was like, nah, half the shit's just fucking weather. You guys are idiots. Yeah, dude, what, a, what buzz kills, right? <laughs> Didn't really expect that. Me neither. And, but it's nice to hear from, from somebody that we consider alien, right? Whether they're saying that, so we're clearly listening to and hearing from an indigenous reptilian who's been here for a very long time. Yeah. So they're they're not aliens per se. But they, they have an awareness because like you said, if they're indigenous to planet Earth, they would know what's real and what's not. And they've lived here and been like intelligent long enough to be able to know when something some like natural phenomena but i think that's an interesting take on it of actually yes most ufo sightings are bullshit but the fact that a lot of them are bullshit makes it so when it is real most people just kind of look the other way 
And I can I can respect that. I'm not the type of dude who thinks everything in the sky is a UFO. You know, maybe like 99% of it. Right, right. Well, that's like, it reminds me of the theory. I know I brought it up before, but they say um, when you walk out and especially in like public, especially now that everything's opening up again, they actually say like five or five percent of um, the people in public are actually ghosts. Who says that? That's awesome. That's a w- yeah, interesting theory. Yeah, because it's with like huge crowds and stuff. There's no way of actually knowing that there's actually a pretty high chance that um, some of the people in the crowds are actually just ghosts. But you, there's no way you would know. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, so. I like that theory. Kind of spooky. All right, let's go to the next question. I think that was a very interesting uh, excerpt there from that interview. I think that was a very insightful. Yeah, it actually, it felt a little bit more grounded, which is shocking with this subject matter. Ah, uh, you shit up, nerd. You shit <laughs> up. <laughs> Maybe. All right, next question for you. What kind of clothing do you generally wear? I suppose this is not the way you dress normally? No. I wear this human everyday clothing only when I'm among humans. To be honest, it's not very comfortable for me to wear such tight things, and it is always a very unusual feeling. If we are in our own home, this means in our subterranean home, or in our large artificial sun areas, and if we are together with others near to our own name, we are usually naked. Is this shocking to you? When we are in public and together with many others of my species, we wear very wide and soft clothing made of thin, light stuff. I have told you that many part of our bodies are very touch sensitive, mostly the small back plates so we can't feel comfortable in tight clothing because it can hurt us. Man and women wear often the same kind of clothing, but the colors are different for the sexes. Interesting. So subterranean reptilians uh, who have been around for millions of years still use gender specified colors. Interesting. And they haven't and, fallen apart as a society yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> sure. Like we said, <laughs> we're limiting this discussion. But I think more importantly, and this could just be uh, particular to the, uh, I guess, the the Earth origin ones, but um, they're sensitive. They're sensitive to touch. Sounds like a weakness to me. It does sound like a big weakness, especially that back plate. Why would she say that? Now, it's, it's like telling somebody, hey... Um, I'm ticklish here. Why would you ever say that? Because then you, you yeah. somebody's got something on you and they can use it against you. Now I know, now we all know that apparently this specific race of reptilians back plates are very sensitive. You just punch it once and they might go down like a sack of broken a sack of uh, potatoes. Yeah, no, totally. It's just like p- punching it right in the titty or like right in the ball sack. Like I, I don't know. I, I, especially either this guy, this one is really just like off their rocker. Or um, maybe it's a whole thing of maybe they have backing by the big Draco ones you mentioned before that probably don't have that kind of weakness and stuff. So it says, sure, like, sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Try to, like, try to hit the weakness. Try Go for it, man, because you're going to get stomped. Yeah, that's true, because I could say that now. I could be like, yeah, I'll just punch him. I'll punch him in there like it's their kidneys. But then you have to, like, realize you're up against, like, a, a, a at minimum eight-foot-tall being um, right. And you have to get around to the back before they can kill you. So, right. I'm sure a punch in the nuts is not much compared to having just a straight claw through your chest, which they can do to <laughs> us in 
seconds. Yeah, that's true. So maybe she was just confident enough to be like, yeah, fucking try it. Yeah, I think so. Hey, man, if it bleeds, you can kill it. Yeah, buddy. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> God, such a, if you haven't seen Predator at that, watch it. It's old, but goddamn, does it hold up? Arnie at his best. Such a good movie. A perfect genre blend movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Would have to agree. All right. So I'll do some, I'll do two more answers. Um, if you want to do the questions for the next two. Awesome. Yeah. I like this break system. It's nice. Gives, gives the throat a nice break from the, the constant deep throat of words. <laughs> that's, that's what doing podcasting is like, just like deep throat and a big old wiener <laughs> for, for an hour and a half straight. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Here's your question. Have you a tail like normal reptiles? Do you see one? No, we have no visible tail. I told you, she's kind of a bitch. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty rude. Pretty rude considering she's uh, trying to be nice. No, we have no visible tail. If you look at our skeleton, there is only a small rounded bone at the end of our spine behind the pelvis. This is a useless rudiment of the tail of our ancestors, but it is not visible from the outside. Oh, our embryos have tails during the first months of development, but these tails disappear before they were born. A tail makes only sense for a primitive species which tries to walk on two legs and must must held the balance with the tail. But our skeleton had changed during evolution and our spine is nearly in the same shape as yours. So we need no tail to stay on two feet. That's like humans, right? Like, don't we, we have tail bones because we used to be monkeys, right? And monkeys yep. had tails. Yeah. What do we call it? Vest- vestigial? Is that what they're called? Vestigial parts or organs or something Where like they're that, like or useless it's... from evolution, like uh, like our uh, appendix, right? Yeah. It's like an appendix. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to have one, but you don't need it. Like, hmm. I think all it does is just like it creates a, or is it the pancreas? I'm, oh, the I pancreas. Did it. Wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're, I'm thinking of the pancreas. Yeah. I think the pancreas is the one that is useless. The appendix. Okay. The appendix is a, consi- historically has been viewed as a vestigial organ, but it does have a purpose, which is to uh, protect beneficial bacteria living in the gut. And then what was the other one? The pancreas? Yeah. Do we need the pancreas? It is possible to live without a pancreas. But when the entire pancreas is removed, people are left without the cells that make insulin and other hormones to help maintain safe blood sugar levels. They tend to develop diabetes, which can be hard to manage. Oh, okay. So you're be- if you had to choose between one to lose, you might want to lose your appendix. Uh, the pancreas is a little bit more important, but um, but the appendix, that's the one that was widely considered vestigial. It kind of is, but it's, you know, it, it, it does something. Yeah, and it's so same with our tails then, our, our old monkey tails that are no longer really there. Yep, still got a tailbone, and boy, does it hurt to bruise that thing. Ugh. Yeah, so I would say, yeah, I mean, look, we're pretty close and close with that. Like, they had, they used to have tails, probably cooler-looking tails. We maybe used to have tail. Well, didn't we, didn't we evolve? Not. F- I, I know people will get on my case about this. Assuming evolution is true. Okay. Yeah. Um, we didn't technically evolve from apes, but we were like a branch off of, from the ancestor, like a common ancestor, right? But mm-hmm. but since they were apes, do apes don't generally have tails, right? Um. Well, I'm actually looking there 
humans uh, finds that our early ancestors lost their tails not just once, but maybe twice. Huh. So I guess, I mean, I would have to look into this. It's a really interesting idea and subject. But um, yeah, we might have used to have a fleshy tail that evolutionary we lost, evolutionarily we lost, and then evolutionarily we got back, and then we lost it for a final time. So there's a high chance that, yeah, we did used to have tails. Very cool. Very cool, man. I wish we had tails. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty sick, especially if you could like use it as like another appendage. Like you could, like hold cups with it. Like a monkey. Oh, I would love that. That would really change. I just think back to um, uh, lately because uh, my girlfriend's really into that, like the warring Japan period when it was just straight anarchy. Like if you if you could kill more than that guy, you you own the property. But imagine all that. But they all could like wield fucking swords and shit on their tails at the same time. Like the American Revolution, man, like how muskets would be changed. Like that would change history. That'd be so cool if we still had tails, man. Yeah. You know what? Now but, I'm starting to, you know what? I still hate furries, but they, <laughs> they got tails. Maybe being a furry is an evolutionary trait of those who uh, long for the old days of tails. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we're giving them a little too much credit. All right. <laughs> now we're actually putting them in too much of a positive light. We got to dial it back. You, huh? you basically said that furries are the next step in human evolution to gain our tails back when technically nah. they're a couple steps behind, I'd say. <laughs> no, I, well, it's the thing is they're they're clamoring on for something we lost long ago, and we wouldn't have lost our tails evolutionarily if we didn't need it. So, if anything, they're they're uh, advocating for regression. Yes, they are. Let's go back to the days where we used to fuck animals. I'm sure that's what they're all about too. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the thing is, like, like I said, the idea of having a tail that like you can use as like a an, a third appendage would be great, but I highly doubt that was the case. And I think what happened is more than anything, like Incredibles with the cape theory just got caught on shit and got us killed. Yeah, that's probably what, and, and then we also probably found a better way to balance without a tail and, you know, yeah, it's probably the it. best we don't need, we don't have one now, but I think it would just be a cool idea. It is a cool idea, but yeah, is what it is, huh? It, it is what it is, brother. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. You want to read the next one? Uh, next question? Yeah. Let's see. You said that you were born in a different way to us. Do you lay eggs? Yes, but not like your birds or primitive reptiles. Actually, the embryo grows in a protein liquid inside the mother's womb, but there is also an egg-shaped but very thin chalk hole around it that fills the whole womb. The embryo inside this hole is completely are a tark a u t a r k what does that mean um it's a german word or yeah autarky is the characteristics of self-sufficiency usually applied to societies communities states okay um, oh so this is like i i think this is a lost in translation kind of thing okay so maybe they're referring to the embryo inside the whole is being completely autark is they completely self-sustainable inside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That seems to be it. Okay. Uh, completely autark from the mother's body. And it has very, it has every substance it needs to develop inside this chalk hole. There is also a cord like your navel cord, which is connected to a point hidden behind the back plates. When the baby is going to be born, the whole egg is pressed through the vagina covered in a slimy protein substance. And the baby came out of this soft egg after some minutes 
These two horns on our middle fingers were were instinctively used from babies to break through the chalk hole to take their first breath. Our young are not so large as your babies when they are born. They are between 30 and 35 of your centimeters tall. The egg is around 40 centimeters tall. This is because our vagina is smaller than a human one. Woohoo! <laughs> like an Asian's. But we grow into a normal. <laughs> that, was, that was so unnecessary. <laughs> hey, man, I heard her tight. Um, uh-huh. But we grow to a normal size of. 160 to 180 meters. But there's commas. What does that mean? I don't know. 1, 60 to 1, 80 meters. Um, is that like 1.60, 1. 1.60, and 1.80 meters? Let's see. Since, since, we're, yeah. we're, since we're Americans, we should probably do a, tr- uh, a uh, conversion. Uh, 1.8 meters is about six feet. So does that seem to make sense? No, but I've always, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I've always, uh, as I've researched this specific topic, it's it's come to my theory attention that I believe that this is a different species of reptilian altogether that we've been talking about. Um, yeah, if we're under that implication, it makes sense. Or, or the other option in this theory is that the indigenous reptilians are a lot smaller than I initially thought, and the dracos are the ones that are eight plus feet. Yeah, see, because, yeah, it's seeming to me like this is more like a like a separate deal because these guys, they seem a lot weaker and they seem like, I don't know, I feel like if this was a Draco thing, they wouldn't be like so like easy. Like, I don't even think there'd be a Draco that would even think to like, oh, I'm going to talk to a human and give them some secrets. Like, yeah, I think you're right. I think this is just like something else entirely. Yeah, yeah. And um if a Draco was to kind of do this, the only, like you said before, the only reason they probably reveal themselves is because it's too late and they're going to eat you or something. So, yeah. Or it's part of a, a military, like a military campaign. Like it's part of the strategy or they really are just that cocky of like, hit me right here to kill me, but I'd like to see you try to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for the sake of, for the sake of the canon of the story, let's believe that they are at a max of, what was it? Five feet is 1.8 meters. Uh, 1.8 was like, it was just about six feet. Oh, six feet. Okay. So let's say that these reptilians, this specific species gets to a, a, a height of about me. Yeah. Still pretty decent. Still decent. I think I could take them. You could try. You had them in the back, back plate, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. I believe it's your turn to answer some answers, Tasker. All right. Let's do it. All right. Here's the question. What do you eat? Generally, various things like you, flesh, fruit, vegetable. Sorry, I said that funny. It made it sound like me. Fruit. <laughs> I eat you. Flesh, fruit, vegetables, special kinds of fungus from subterranean farms, and other things. We can also eat and digest some substances which are poisonous for you. The main difference between you and us is that we must eat flesh because our body needs the proteins. We can't live completely vegetarian like your kind because our digestion would stop working and we would die after some weeks or maybe months without flesh. Many of us eat raw flesh or other things that would be disgusting for you. Personally, I prefer cooked flesh and surface fruits like apples or oranges. 
Very interesting. See, I knew I always, no matter what type of reptilian we're talking about here, it's something about the flesh, man. They like to eat people, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, and interesting though, too. It's like I know I kind of like screwed up the pronunciation, but I feel like maybe that's not too far from the truth that um maybe he's looking at them like a good talking about food and looking at the humans they're interviewing. It's like, oh, you look like a good old fucking snack. <laughs> it's like one of those old it's like one of those old cartoons where he's daydreaming and the person starts turning into like a steak or a ham or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Except <laughs> she's picturing them over a, a spigot on a fire. Yeah, she's like, I, I prefer cooked cooked flesh, you know? Uh, yeah, usually Swedish. <laughs> Swedish meatballs. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> and I think, it, I think it's cute how they said uh, surface fruits. And I think that's interesting yeah. because I guess there is a difference. Like they said, they, they farm uh, f- fungus, which are f- – and I bef- – you know what? Yeah, I'm back on the carnivore diet, but I fucking love mushrooms. I love eating fungus. Um, oh yeah, and I'm I'm like I want to get my hands on some of that subterranean fungi, dude. What are they? What are they making down there? You know what I mean? <laughs> Could be good. I mean, yeah, because mushrooms. And I guess it does make sense that you like mushrooms a lot too, because um, it's like a really big like umami bomb. And yeah, I, I actually I can agree with you on this one. Fucking umami is the fucking best. It's so incredible, man. And and mushrooms are just so good and they're weird yes and 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 i feel special because a lot of people don't like mushrooms and i'm like oh yeah well i eat mushrooms i like them <laughs> there's a surprising amount of people who don't like mushrooms but i'm with you i i can't get enough of them i get them on my pizza all the time mm. Mm. stop yeah. talking about pizza asshole you know i'm di- you know i'm transitioning <laughs> right now <laughs> no you're not and i mean diet wise diet wise right not, right you know right. not wiener wise <laughs> good for you Oh, I'm actually making myself hungry now. So anyways, uh, next question, please. You handle with you handle a very large time scale. You claim that your primitive ancestors lived together with the dinosaurs, survived the, as you called it, artificial cataclysm, and evolved then over 40 million years. And your evolution was completed 10 million years ago. This sounds very unbelievable to me. Can you say something to this? I understand that this must sound absolutely unbelievable to you because you are a young and genetically engineered species. Your historical horizon ends at a scale of just some thousands of years and you think this is right. But it isn't. This is impossible. Your program mind is obviously not able to handle with such large time scales. Our evolution time mates might seem incredible, incredible long to you, but this is, in fact, the original way of nature. Remember, your early mammal ancestors developed together with dinosaurs and they survived the bomb like us. They evolved slowly during the next millions of years and they divided into various species and shapes. Some of them larger, some of them smaller. This is, a evo- this is evolution of the body. But what about their mind and intelligence? They were simple animals. The mammals evolved since, let us say, 150 millions of years, but only in the last two to three millions of years they were able to become intelligent and thinking. And within this small period, beings like you were created. From nature, 148 millions of years' time of the evolution of animal-like mammals, two millions of years' time for the development of, more or less, intelligent beings like you? Ask yourself, do you really think this accelerated evolution is natural? then your species is more ignorant than I've ever thought. 
We've not evolved wrong. We have not evolved wrong, but you. Damn, dude. Bring in the, th- bring in the thunder. She's mean. Yeah. She's a, she is a bit of a, she's a bit of a cranky pants, <laughs> but you know, I would be too. If, if I've been around for years, like my whole species has been around for how long do they say? Like 40 million years or some, or even longer oh, yeah. with the dinosaurs. So, yeah. And then all of a sudden some, and then the new kid on the blocks, like you sure. Yeah, I think you're kind of more like a lizard. I don't know, man. Do you like bugs? <laughs> and then I'll be like, look here, motherfucker. You know, so I kind of <laughs> understand where Lacerda is coming from. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense, too. It's like, you know, playing like your online FPS and then some noob goes in telling you how to play the game. You're like, dude, okay, let me tell you what, you bitch. <laughs> exactly. That's a that's a perfect analogy. So I kind of see why she's she's getting uh, uh, frustrated. Yeah, but it sounds like she's holding her temper decent a lot better than we imagine yeah i feel like if if she didn't he'd be dead yes oh yeah all eaten because she's Mm. probably hungry too Mm. god i'm hungry interesting yeah same but we must progress and it's me time it's my time to ask a question right yes sir it is me time to answer to ask a question it's me time me time (laughs) uh big brain big brain podcast today (laughs) You've mentioned skeletons of your kind. How can it be that human scientists haven't found any trace of you and your ancestors if you really live for such a long time on this planet? We have found many skeletons of primitive dinosaurs, but none of an advanced reptilian being with a larger skull and brain and a hand with a thumb, as you have described it before. Yes, you have. But your quote-unquote great scientists were not able to reconstruct the skeletons completely because they wanted to reconstruct reptilian animals, not intelligent beings. You would laugh if you would know how many of the especially small Saurian skeletons in your museums are totally wrong constructions of never-existing beings because you used many bones which didn't really belong together, and sometimes you made artificial bones if something was missing you needed to construct an animal Saurian. Many of your scientists are aware of this problem, but they don't make it public because they can't explain it and they claim that the right bones were just missing and their reconstruction is right. Many bones of us were used for iguanodon reconstructions. For example, the hands with the visible thumb, look at the look at an iguanodon in a museum and you will see that I'm right. A scientist in the country you call United States has built a nearly correct skeleton of our kind some years ago, but the local government, which is partly aware of our existence, confiscated the reconstruction. As we live today, and since thousands of years, nearly completely beneath the earth, you will not find any cadavers or skeletons of us. That's kind of an interesting idea of like, we have their bones. We just fucked up the reconstruction. We just, we're just monkeys trying to make a fire, man. Yep. I mean, yeah. And they're old bones. So it makes sense that stuff would be kind of eroded. I mean, yeah, some things are better preserved than others, but used to say that all the alien ones we found were actually, um, you know, just all withered and eroded. True. And I like what, I like what Lacerda said about uh, at the end there, where, um, as we live today and, and since, and for thousands of years, they live completely underneath the earth. Um, mm. not going to find any of their bones now because all their sh- people are buried or dead underneath the earth's crust and we don't go down there. So 
That might be another reason why they're a little pissy with humans, because it's like they're taking their basically remains and just like turning them into glorified art pieces. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's like when people uh, uh, make fairy sculptures out of like different bug pieces and then sell it on Etsy, and then all the all the bugs are like, "Hey, what the fuck, man!" It's like you yeah. make an art out of my grandfather. <laughs> it's like something from. Uh, did you ever watch Hannibal, the TV show? I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, um, great fucking show. But um, what's his face? Mads Milker, whatever. <laughs> Mads Mommy Milkers <laughs> was just the. I've been to that Pornhub channel before. The Mad Mads it's, Milkers. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. But he, he makes a great serial killer. He just plays the part frighteningly well. But um, what was it? Um, there was like a because it's all the big premise of the show. It's like serial killers fighting other serial killers and stuff. But like one of the things that the serial killer would do is would kill people and turn their corpses into like art pieces and shit. So it's like, it's a pretty, uh, pretty disrespectful thing to a human body. So I could see, uh, even if it's ancient, it's still kind of like, you know, if you walk, you saw a human skeleton, like rearranged to look like a fucking heart. And it says, I love you at the bottom. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Some kind of necromancy spell going on here. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love the Midwest investigators. <laughs> All right. What's oh, the dear. what's the next question you got for Lacerta? Let's see. You speak sometimes about underground cities and artificial sunlight. Do you mean something like a hollow earth with this? Is there a second sun inside of our planet? No. Earth is not really completely hollow, and there are, is no second sun inside. The story is ridiculous and physically <laughs> not possible. Even your species <laughs> should be intelligent enough not to believe this. <laughs> okay, I kind of like Lacerda. Lacerda is kind of a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is quite polarizing, I will say. <laughs> Do you know how much mass a sun must have to produce energy and light for <laughs> a longer time by fusion? <laughs> Do you really think that there could be a small active sun inside the planet? When I talk about our subterranean home, I talk about large cave systems, which is true. Okay, the Earth is not like a fucking uh, one of the, those wonder balls of chocolate where it's literally just a shell with nothing inside. The, there is, we will do an episode eventually on it, but there are massive cave systems deep within the Earth. And this is what Lacerda is talking about. And she's backing me up. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that episode. I don't think we've ever talked about that. We should. I think we should. Um, so then she continues to say, the caves you have discovered near to the surface are tiny in comparison to real caves and huge caverns deeper in the earth in a depth of 2,000 to 8,000 of your meters, but connected with many hidden tunnels to the surface or to surface near caves, which is also true. And we live in large and advanced cities and colonies inside such caves. Major sites of us are beyond the Arctic, the Antarctic, Inner Asia, North America, and Australia. If I talk about artificial sunlight in our cities, I don't mean a real sun, but various technological sources of light, including gravitational sources, which illuminates the caverns and tunnels. There are special cave areas and tunnels with with a strong UV light in every city, so we use that we use that places to heat our blood. Furthermore, we have also some surface sun places to remote areas, especially in America and Australia. Huh. So if they needed tech to live, 
what like huh like that seems a little ridiculous like how would they have survived long enough to create the tech to survive if they needed to survive to begin with so the, them being underground hasn't been like a millions and millions year old thing that's just a couple thousand that's like a, some thousands of year old thing because humans started becoming intelligent enough to like be like what what's that you know like what is what that that's not a dinosaur thing? you know uh, um so th- relatively speaking on their timeline them being subterranean beings is is new okay so they've uh, de- they've been lo- around long enough to develop technology and bring it down with them learn the techniques to do it underground basically um and they have to replicate the sunlight because they are they're reptiles and they are cold blooded so why were they so intimidated by us to move their whole way of life they could have stomped us right then and there that's a deep question man that is a deep ass question that I'm not ready to answer. I think it's I, it's something that comes to mind immediately. Is uh, a they work with the Dracos and the Dracos are like, hey, no, 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 let's just do it slowly, right? Like we've been talking about the slow con of the reptilians right. over human races. So like, don't don't mm-hmm. just all out kill them. There's not that many on the earth yet, dude. They're gonna hit like eight billion. So let's just wait and and then we'll have more, uh, like mm-hmm. investing in stocks. Um, yep. Or let's say the indigenous reptilians, the ones that Lacerda comes from, uh, don't work with the Dracos. But remember, these are smaller compared to to like the Dracos. So maybe that they were actually kind of afraid of humans and their their increasing intelligence with weaponry and all kinds of stuff. And maybe there's not that many compared to humans, so they felt outnumbered. I don't know. Interesting. I I think I buy more of the it was a superior order of like do it or we're gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. So it, interesting. Good question. Deep question. Curious. Well, all right. I guess. Like I said, I'm I'm pretty thin ice about a lot of this stuff. But um, like I said, for this, I'll let it pass today. But I do like at the end. Also, she says. Um, furthermore, we have also some surface sun places in remote areas. So eventually, so every once in a while they do pop up onto the surface and, and sunbathe where no, in, in remote places where nobody is. Oh, they got little vacation spots. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Good for them. That's adorable. Okay. All right. Next up, my turn to ask some questions, buddy. Um, where can we find such a surface near entry to your world? Do you really think I would tell you their exact location? If you want to find such an entry, you will have to search it by yourself, but I would advise you not to do that. When I came to the surface four days ago, I used an entry approximately 300 of your kilometers north of from here near a large lake, but I doubt that you'll be able to find it. There are only a few entry points in this part of the world. More are far more north and east. As a little advice... If you are in a narrow cave or in a tunnel or in something that looks to you like an artificial mine shaft, and as deeper you walk, as smoother appear the walls, and if you feel unusual warm air streaming from the depth, or if you hear the rushing sound of streaming air in a ventilation or elevator shaft, then look for a special kind of artificial and smooth wall somewhere in the cave with a door made of gray metal. If you would be able to open that door, but I doubt this, You would be in a usually round technical room with ventilation systems and elevators to the depth. This is probably an entry to our world. If you have reached this point, 
you should know that we are now definitely aware of your presence. You are already in big trouble if you have entered the round room. But you should look for one of the two reptilian symbols on the wall. If there are no symbols or other symbols, you are maybe in bigger trouble as you think, because not every underground installation belongs to our kind. Some new tunnel systems are operated from alien races, including hostile races. My general advice is if you find yourself in a for you strange underground installation, run away as fast as you can. Interesting. And how funny that it actually ends up being finding a reptilian one is not the worst that can happen to you. <laughs> I mean, hard to believe, but it's it is strange that they bring that up because it could be like they like they're referring to an alien race, which, as we know now, uh, Greys are working underground with some type of reptilian. I don't know which ones. I'm assuming a different type. If if I don't know, we'll talk a little bit more mm-hmm. about it later. But you know, so there are other aliens down there to be aware of. Mm, curious. Well, I'm I'm really interested to do like an underground systems episode because. Caves and shit, that stuff is so creepy to me. Like, I just, there's so much that can go wrong so fast in there. I hate, I hate everything about spelunking. I hate everything about cave exploring. Um, I've heard too many creepypastas and also I've heard too many true horror stories. It's just not fun. It just doesn't feel worth it for what, for what could happen. Or I've been, I've heard like stories of the people who do like cave diving, like when like submerged caves. And like they fucking can get lost and then you don't know where to go. And if you run out of oxygen, that's GG, man. GG. They, and I've seen some, some dis- horrible footage of people cave diving um, in tight ass tunnels. So not only is it claustrophobic, but you're under goddamn water. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, I, like there's, uh, that's horrifying. Like just you talking about it, I'm like I'm already like tensing up. And, the, and there's some places I've, I've seen where they put they have to actually put signs in the sand saying "Do not go any further because you will probably die." Yeah, yeah. Those big like death warning signs, like you very much could just be killed by going in here. Just like how there's these things where it's like um, it looks. There's this one place in the world. It looks like a really like unassuming like pond, not even a lake, like a pond. But if you step in it, there's like a specific current that just yanks you underwater into this like what? underground cave. And it's just it's insta death. That's like you're horrifying. Fucked. I hate I hate yep. that shit. Yep. No good. That's I I'm glad to be over where I'm at in my neck of the world where we don't have insta death step pits, you know? Yeah. And if we were to visit one of these cave systems that house the reptilians, they're they're large, grand, massive cutouts. Think like um Think like Zion from the Matrix, okay? Massive mm. caves. So I'd feel a little bit more comfortable in there than I would, let's say, exploring like entryway caves where they're tight. And uh, it's just, I, um, it's like the movie The Descent. There's nothing yeah. good comes out of caves, all right? Yeah, so this is one of the times where uh, Lacerda, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, good advice. Good advice. Very good advice. All right, next question for you. What other commands can your kind induce into our minds? Something like serve us or obey? This is, again, a strange question. We are not your enemy, most of us not. So why should we do this? To answer your question, it depends on the strength of the human mind and on the strength of the sending reptilian. 
There is no serve us or serve me switch in your mind, so such a command is more difficult to induce. If the human mind and consciousness is weak and the reptilian inducer is experiencing these things and with some hours in the sun before he or she tries to do it, it could probably work for a certain time. There are certain teachings about such things, but I've never learned anything about it. I use my primary abilities for mimicry and for communication with my own kind and sometimes for other private things. Hey, but I've never used must be some intense masturbation. I can only imagine, (laughs) but I've never used it to harm humans or their mind. I would appreciate it if we can end this topic here. Mm, A little touchy, a little defensive, in my opinion, a little too defensive. Yeah, I think it's more because we stumbled upon her masturbatory habits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seems like it's like, okay, so it's like the mind control thing to them. It's like, it's like you got to have to be into it to be, to talk about it. Like a magician. It's like, unless you're a magician, you're kind of like, well, I don't give a fuck about it. That's just, you know, that's a separate thing. And even if you could master it, it's like, what, you could probably get the human to grab you a cup of water and that's probably it. Yeah. So I guess they, I guess, I guess Lacerda just thought this was a dumb question. <laughs> yeah, I was probably just like, fuck do I care about what these hypnotists are doing? Oh, man. All right. The old switcheroo. I'll be asking the questions now. How many alien species are active on Earth at this moment? As far as we know, 14 species, 11 from this universe, two from another bubble and one very advanced from a very different plane. Don't ask me for names because nearly all are not pronounceable for you. Eight of them are not pronounceable for even us. Oh, interesting. Wow. Most of the species, especially the more advanced, are just studying you as animals, and they are not very dangerous for you and for us, and we work together with some of them. But three species are hostile, including the one which was in contact with some of your governments and exchanged their technology for copper and other important things which had betrayed your kind. There was and is a cold war between two of these hostile races during the last 73 years, and the third species seemed to be the winner in this useless struggle. We expect a more hot war between them when you between them and you in the near future, I would say in the next 10 or 20 years. And we are worried about that development. And the last time there were some rumors about a new 15th species which had arrived on Earth just 3 or 4 years ago, but we don't know anything about their intentions and we are not in contact with them till now. Maybe the rumors are wrong. Okay, I feel kind of dumb, but the whole the the word Cold War finally like hundred percent makes sense to me now. Where it's not where it's not like uh, nobody's shooting anybody yet, but there's some political and there's some you know some espionage going on. Well, yeah, and how the name comes from a Cold War is the opposite of what you'd consider a hot war, or like you know in combat that's considered like a hot zone. Mm-hmm. So if we have a war with no combat, there's no hot zones. Therefore, the term Cold War. Like, I I just never really, I just kind of accepted it at a face value. But like, like I said, I feel a little silly, but I'm like, oh, it's okay. That's cool. I, I get where that term comes from now. See, reptilians are teaching us not only things about them, but about us. Wow. I am. It's an odd feeling. It's an odd feeling to be taught by a, a fictional creature. A fictional creature. After all the things that we just heard and you have the audacity. 
Yep. <laughs> making you were making good strides, buddy. Yeah, just a bit. Well, I don't know. We'll see how fictional it is as we keep going. I will go to the next question here. What do the hostile alien races want? Various raw materials, including copper for their technology, your water, or better, the hydrogen in your water, which is a source of energy in advanced fusion processes, and certain chemical elements of your air. Furthermore, two of the species are also interested in your body and your human tissue and blood because of their own genetic structure is defect through bad evolution and radiation as far as we know and i know exactly what race they're talking about okay the grays um Mm. and they need intact strings from your kind and from animals to repair their own genetics again and again but they are not really able to repair the defects completely because their DNA and your DNA is not fully compatible. My own species is absolutely incompatible with them, so they are not very interested in us. And they try to make more compatible crossbreeds between you and them by use of artificial fertilization and artificial wombs. We suppose that the coming war between the three races or between you and one or all of them will be fought for raw material, hydrogen, air, and DNA. They're 100% talking about the greys. Got it. So they're not um, not on great terms with them, it sounds kind of like, maybe. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, At least not this specific species of reptilians. I feel it's important to keep pointing that out because I refuse to believe that all reptilians are like Lacerda. Okay, I fucking refuse to believe it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I kind of like the idea of like earthbound reptilians that are just kind of just grumpy and just like kind wish they could just be on the surface again. And they're just really cranky all the time and they have to take orders from the bigger, stronger, scarier variants of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just, they're cranky, but not as deadly and they're not as, uh, hostile and volatile as the Dracos. Right. But so I feel like it's important to keep pointing out that this is a definitely a different strain of reptilian that we're talking to right now. And yeah, I would, yeah, I subscribe to that more than anything. I think this, cause this just deviates so hard from Draco, uh, draconic reptile reptilians that it just, like you said, this I think this is just a different species of them entirely. Me too. Me too. But I think it's interesting. Like she obviously doesn't want to name names, but I know she's talking about the. She went into depth about the Gray's uh, um, agenda, which is not far off from what we talked about. Yeah, um, and also you might find this kind of interesting. But uh, I've been playing through a Bloodborne, fantastic game, which uh, ended up having a lot of like uh, Lovecraftian like uh, influences. But uh, one of the things that I thought you might find interesting is that um, I mean, in Lovecraft, I mean, I'm not big on I mean, I like Lovecraft. I just never read it. But um, how like, you know, there's like great ones or something like mm-hmm. that. And in the game and in the world, there's like people who want to like ascend to become like a great one. And there's a way you can kind of become like a kin, as they call it, like a great one kin. And when they take that form, when they ascend, they kind of look like a bulbous gray creature. And there's that whole idea of like, you know, grays like being an ascended form of humanity or something. Yeah. It is very interesting. Maybe, uh, maybe Lovecraft was onto something. He was a great writer, but a bad pet namer. (laughs) (laughs) Something we revisit time and time again, in which if you're wondering why uh, you'll just Google it, just Google it. 
It's Oasis. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Are we uh are we shifting again? Let's shift. Let's shift planes. Now it's my turn to ask you some questions, buddy. I'll be asking the questions around here. <laughs> nice cop routine. Thanks. Question. Is this the reason for the abductions? Partly. Especially when the aliens took egg and sperm samples from you. Sometimes the abductors belong to another and more advanced race, and they just want to study your body and your mind, which is more interesting for some of them than your solid body, as you would study a primitive animal. As I have said, three alien species are hostile, and this means that they do not care for your fate or your life or your people, and your people who were abducted by them came very rarely back alive. If someone is able to report about an abduction, it means my opinion, it means in my opinion that he or she has not met one of the aggressive species or that he or she is a very very lucky human to be alive. Advanced and quote unquote friendly races also sometimes took egg and sperm samples but for other reasons. Hmm. Other reasons was it like a fetish Probably. Well, I mean, the ones that survived are the ones that got to fuck the the spicy uh, big boob alien lady, right? True. There's a lot of there's a lot of alien fucking in in human history, but um, yeah, interesting. So I'm trying to think about what their other intentions could be with the eggs and sperms, if not to artificially inseminate either themselves and make a hybrid, which is usually what happens mm-hmm. with greys. Um, or just to freeze them, like for future use. I don't know. It's weird. Very strange. Well, maybe it's a study on evolution because especially how um, they were saying that humanity uh, evolved a lot faster than anything should. So maybe they want to maybe see if they can accelerate it even further, see how far they really can take humanity and like where they might end up in the next million years. But let's figure it out next week. Interesting. Very interesting theory. I like that. Or maybe they just, uh, they're big cum guzzlers and the more sperm, the better. (laughs) I I was actually just about to say that I'll, I'll be in a more less. I was just going to say they just eat it and they think it's yummy. (laughs) Yeah. That's yummy. All right. (laughs) God. All right. Next question for you. And actually this is the final question. Mm. This is the end of the interview. Do you want to say a last sentence or message? Open your eyes and see. Don't believe only in your wrong history or your scientists or your politicians. Some of them know the truth about various things, but they don't inform the public to avoid confusion and panic. I think your species is not as bad as some of my kind think, and it would be a pity to observe your end. That's everything I can say. Go through your world with open eyes and you will see, or maybe not, your kind is ignorant. Damn. So she builds us up and then knocks us down. She's just making, I think she just, I think she's this interview. Yeah. To like talk to us, but also just kind of give us a piece of her mind. I think. Yeah. I think she was just fed up with humans at this point. Like most of her species probably is. (laughs) Um, Just want to get a hand right in there. Just a boy, like roast (laughs) them right in their face. I will say, though, I, I appreciate what she said, though. Open your eyes and see. I've been saying that, guys. Come on. And mm-hmm. don't believe only in uh, your wrong history or your scientists or your politicians. Fuck yeah, that's 100% true. So 
look, I have a reptilian on my side. Now Nick's a little bit more credible. Uh, no. Well, I think I am. I I believe I am, <laughs> all right? Because I've always said scientists are a bunch of fucking liars, and so are politicians, okay? Well, you're right about politicians. They're all full of shit. Like, they're... I, historically, it's just the only ones that were ever truthful were the ones that had a big rumbling army that would just conquer and kill everything. And even then, they still kind of had to pull some strings and shit. Like, but yeah, um, mm, I would say not super plausible that any of this happened, but um, I do like the take, though. I do like the this feels a little bit more believable. Um, I mean, but the problem with that is that in order to find this believable, we also have to find a believable reason of why they went underground to begin with, because it certainly wasn't because we stomped them in war unless we did. And they're just trying not to say it. True. If we stomped them in war, I wonder how we would have. I, I feel like it would have been documented, though. I feel like we would have had like at least something a triumph. Unless it was like a like an ancient triumph, like something that no, well, I don't know. Unless it happened before recorded history, we just like ape ganked them and just like fucking just charged <laughs> just them with like full brute we even force. Knew yeah, we just saw them and just got that bad vibe and just like thrashed them. But yeah, I mean, you're right. I, even then, even back in those days, it would be in like cave. Pit. There would have been some trace of it. So unless they went out of their way to erase it, so that way we continue to think that we're subordinate to them. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a theory. That's a definitely a theory. I think the I I personally will subscribe to the fact that here's what I've gotten from this. I've gotten that Lacerda is from a indigenous. I'm sorry, an indigenous. <laughs> me and my articles, yeah. um, <laughs> an indigenous reptilian subspecies. The ones that we've been talking about that have been here for millions of years. We've been saying this shit. This is sim- This is this is uh. This is basic shit about reptilians. It's just now being confirmed. And I believe that this is just a reptilian from that species who take orders from the Dracos. And the Dracos probably told them, in my opinion, hey, don't start shit with the humans as they progress. I know this is your land, but if you want to live and we don't want us to kill you, go underground and wait until the time is right and we'll tell you when to strike. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is... That's a hard pill to swallow, and I hope I'm right because, God, I'll be so goddamn pissed when just, like, the sky goes red, the ground shatters, and a bunch of just, like, eight-foot humanoid reptiles comes and just start just, like, stabbing us through, like, the liver. Like, goddamn, I'll be really mad. I'll be really mad. But that's what this podcast is for. This podcast is to prepare people for when that day comes. Then you you know what's coming at some point. Stock up on something. I don't know what. Guns, ammo, water, katanas, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if only we had that third appendage tail thing, we might stand a chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so all in all, I think this was super insightful. I think that this was an interesting uh, look into the eyes or into the world of reptilians that aren't what we picture them to be from this right. certain species. And this was uh, only the first interview we went through today, right? Yeah, and that's something I wanted to talk about real quick is this is literally just from the 1999 interview, okay? Um, 
and this was of uh, by no means the extent of the interview fro- just from that one. It, it is it is a long interview. There is another one from 2000 that there are transcripts for. So I think that we should do another another episode on this in the future. Um, you know, it, it's hard to put on radio dramas two times in a row, but perhaps in the future we can do a part two where we discuss the 2000 interview because there's a whole other fucking interview with more information. Mm-hmm. And you know how much we love our lore. So yeah. Uh I think that'll be great. Eventually like like you said, we're probably not gonna do it right after this one. That's that's a lot of just reading for two weeks. So yeah, we'll 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 let you guys know when it comes up. Yeah, but um all in all, loved it, love the topic. Lacerda's kind of a bitch, but what are you gonna do? Um I would be <laughs> too, I guess, if I was in her shoes. I like how it kind of makes the situation a little bit less like like simplified like there is like a whole like there's like a stationed like og like reptilians that lived here and then humans got implanted and they're like what the fuck but then other reptilians that are even bigger and scarier were like hey you fucking listen to us right now we're putting them here you gotta let them grow because we need them as a species and it seems like they're just they just get fucking bullied by yeah. everybody. Yeah, I feel kind of bad now for the indigenous reptilians. They're kind of like Earth's. Um, they're kind of like I would say the universe's uh, uh, punching bag. Punching bag. Yeah, um, mm. they're just kind of like, okay, well, we had this planet to ourselves, and now the the we're forced to go underground, and now the humans took over our planet. And are using all of our resources. <laughs> They're like a bigger scale Native American. You know what I mean? <laughs> in a way. And I could and, and even worse that they were like, they could take us down in one hit, like easy. And if they decided to just like, yeah, fuck it, let's just take them out. They could. But then they know that their extinction is next to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they do it, they're going against the Dracos and the Dracos ain't going to take that shit. Nope, not at all, which is interesting because I wonder how they communicate with Dracos that are from a different planet. Do you think they speak like a different reptilian dialect or something? Well, here's the interesting thing about that is, remember, uh, we our reptilians are inherently uh, plane hoppers, right? They can go, they can change their vibration levels. So if, if need be, they could probably just shift in and out and talk to each other in what they would consider a physical form. Ah, you know? No, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck does any of that mean. I'm sure I'm sure the people at home were following. <laughs> Basically what I'm saying is <laughs> because of the fact that they can go between dimensions, they can they can meet up with each other in what they consider a physical aspect and and talk. No, I mean like just strictly language, like how like if the uh, a reptilian from Earth, I'm assuming doesn't speak the same as a reptilian from Draco, just like how if we met another human type race from a different planet, they probably wouldn't be speaking English. Well, I think they do. And and here's why. And here's my theory on this is because the reptilians, indigenous reptilians, yes, they've been around for, on the Earth for millions of years, but they didn't just like start growing on Earth, right? They had to been put there. I personally uh, believe that millions of years ago when Dracos weren't as evolved, they were placed there when they were all the same. Okay. At one point, reptilians were all the same. They were placed there basically to colonize the earth because the earth has rich re- resources. Um, and then the Dracos or what would become the Dracos left. And they're like, okay, you guys colonize here. We're going back to our, our planet or whatever, our dimension, our planet. 
then because of the extra the resources that they had on Draco were probably better than the ones on Earth for their species. The Dracos evolved further into what we now know as the Dracos. Bigger, badder, stronger, a little bit meaner. Indigenous reptilians kind of stayed the same because Earth's resources didn't really allow for them to like further evolve. Um, but because of that, I think that they speak the same language because they all came from the same place at one point and they just have kept up communication. So literally every all intelligent life on Earth is an immigrant, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Because the scientists will tell you that the Earth is is uh, was like at a certain point hit uh, in a, a habitable uh, atmosphere and and environment. I don't think so, man. I think that's some pretty new shit. I think we're we they're like things underground that are pumping what humans need to breathe into the air and it has allowed us to live. But if those machines or whatever down there broke, we'd all be fucked and we'd all suffocate. And the earth was never habitable to begin with. God, this is making me feel so existential. It's like, God damn it. We're fucking monkeys in front of like lightning rocks that are letting us talk to each other. This kind of shit always like trips me out. It makes you, it makes you kind of sad, huh? Weird. So weird. Oh, Oh, the burden of consciousness. Well, guys, that was it for uh, what will eventually be called part one, I suppose, uh, a soft part one of the Lacertophiles. Yeah, that was uh, it was actually really interesting. I, I like I said, it, regardless of my thoughts of what and whatever anybody believes or doesn't believe, this is a really cool, like lore building story. And um, I'm, I'm glad we went through it. Me too. I think it's things that people need to know. Now, I guess the moral of the story is be wary of reptilians but you might run into one that's not as bad but still if you get the chance kill one right exactly what do you think the uh, indigenous reptilian opinion of count chocula would go up go for i think that they'd kind of be on our side about that they seem like they're kind of on our side about most things yeah they're pretty reasonable actually they're, they're kind of dicks about it yeah. but they they actually seem like pretty like uh, grounded, pun intended. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah. I think you're right. So I, I personally believe that they've been watching Count Chocula as he's progressed in his terrible life of tyranny and bloodshed. Um, right. But they can't do anything about it because they then they'd expose themselves to humanity. Yeah, too risky because if the menace dies, we're, that's pretty damn suspicious. Yep, because we can't do it. So it must have been nope. aliens or somebody else if we can't do it. And then we'd be like, huh, who the fuck was that? Got us by the balls again. But <laughs> God damn it. But of course, that's our journey here. Once that Count Chocula episode comes out, that's going to be the big expose to free us once and for all. So we are definitely working on that still, um, making sure it's as good as possible. Uh, thank you, though, for listening. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, if you could hit us with a five-star rate and review, that'd be super helpful. Uh, Spotify, you can click that follow button. We get new episodes out every single Wednesday. Instagram is at CEOTPK. YouTube is Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind. Twitter is at CEOTPK1. Facebook is just Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind or facebook.com slash CEOTPK. You can email us at CEOTPK1 at gmail.com. Uh, join our Discord, discord.gg slash lowercase b number six capital c capital t number five capital m capital x um please join we would love to have you all there yeah um coffee yeah it's great um everyone so i just added a new uh um emote of the uh um 
what's it called? Uh, the the eye, the all seeing eye, the oh, Illuminati. Oh, Illuminati. Oh yeah, Illumin. Oh, that would actually be a great if we could sell tank tops. as Illuminati, like natty bodybuilding. Oh man, I would love to, but I think I think Dom already has. Oh, d- did he? Yeah. Damn it. Oh, bro, science shit. Damn you, Dom. Fine. Damn you. Oh, that would have been perfect. Ah, whatever. If you want to donate to us, though, you can also go to ko-fi.com slash CEOTPK if you feel the need to throw us a couple bucks. Uh, no need to if you don't want to. It's there. Just just get like a little tip jar. Yeah, because like I say, guys, just having you guys come here and listen to us and even think about this as as potential truths, that's a gift in itself. But um, if you did, if you did donate some coffees to us, some, you know, some money on coffee, it would go right back into the show for hosting costs and all kinds of mastering costs and all that. But thank you mm-hmm. for listening. We appreciate it. Um, this has been a very sober episode for me, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, which is good for the reading. And also, too, got to point out... Um, our listenership, our average is up. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in and hearing us uh, blather about what we blather about or more of reveal what should be revealed in public schools. Yes, because everything they teach in public schools is wrong. Um, <laughs> the Holocaust, questionable. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, questionable. And Very. But, but uh, reptilians being on Earth for millions of years, uh, probably true now. So... Fact. Get that in the textbooks. Let's <laughs> see about that. But oh boy, yeah. Thank you all for being around. Uh, to all you binge watchers out there, um, good luck. Hang in there. Uh, I hope we're helping with your homework and shit. Yeah, that's true. And look, whether you guys believe that indigenous reptilians are harmless assholes or out to eat us, the truth is out there. Um, just don't go in the cave. Just trust that there's probably nothing but. Bullshit, danger, and death. It is not. First of all, who are you and what are you? Whoa, sorry. Was that that your stomach? Did you? No, that was my throat. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was weird. I thought it was your stomach. (laughs)